Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. News time right now, 818. You're listening to WGNS, your good neighbor station since 1947. Today is Tuesday, the 16th of November, and this morning we're talking about the Rutherford County Library System and the different working parts of the library. We have Circulation Manager Garrett with us this morning and Ginger, Branch Manager of the Smyrna Library, both in studio today. So where do you all want to start this morning? Well, good morning. Um, Well, we have a lot of our normal events going on right now, but we have some big news. Ginger, do you want to go over some of our normal events first and we'll save our big news? or? Sure. Yes. Good morning. Um, I would like to tell everyone about the annual Scholastic Book Fair that we're going to have at the Smyrna Public Library coming up soon. It's a wonderful uh, opportunity to get your gifts for your friends and family um, because everything, it's all scholastic material, all books and merchandise is 50% off. So you're going to have a great savings. It's just like the Scholastic Book Fairs that are often offered at uh, the local school libraries. Uh, but we will have it in the Smyrna Public Library Conference Room. And that begins on Tuesday, November 30th, and runs through Tuesday, December 7th. Now, I, I remember those days when I was in school where they had the Scholastic School Fair and all that stuff and the sale. And they always had, you know, back then, I thought, just really cool stuff. Is that also the weekly reader as well? Is that part of it? Well, it does not include the weekly reader um, option on this one is we we will have all of the books and merchandise which would you know include some of those fun things like pens and pencils and posters and uh, posters and bookmarks and all of the cool stuff that the kids always want along with all of the popular book titles you know including things like dog man uh captain underpants those books are really popular the babysitter's club you know all of the books that are published by scholastic will be on display and ready for purchase at half price okay so when again is that and where at the Smyrna Public Library in the conference room, and it begins on Tuesday, November 30th at 9 o'clock in the morning, runs until 6 o'clock at night, and then runs through Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, starting in December, and then Saturday and Monday and Tuesday, ending on December 7th. Okay, so that's right around the corner, and this is, uh, I guess, similar, like you were saying, to what the schools do when they have their scholastic book fair and uh but is this one a little bit bigger well we hope so it's gonna be better (laughs) yes (laughs) it will be better yes well you will be in a large public library so if you uh you know are browsing around checking items out on our shelves please make your way into the conference room and buy some new books and new gifts for your children and friends and family at the at the book fair sounds good and uh, what else is happening within the library system uh, we have some computer classes right now. We've got some basic computer classes. Um, there's one at 2 p.m. on Tuesday and then another one at 10 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, I think one of those is at the Tech, and I'm not sure where the other one is. It might be – I'm not sure where the other one is, to be honest with you. Um, and then we're having story times at Limeball right now. Uh, today and tomorrow will be Thanksgiving story times, and they're giving out their um, Thanksgiving-related craft kits. It's a quest kit. So you can come into Lineball and ask for those. So what, what is a craft kit? Um, the craft kits are quest kits. It's essentially a bag of items that a kid can take with them, and they can assemble a craft at home or in the car or wherever. Okay. Uh, we started doing them when COVID you know, was big last year because it was a way to get you to do a craft but not have to hang out in the library the whole time. And now they've just really taken off and become popular because it's 
portable fun. You can just take it with you and work on it wherever. Okay. Do they cost money for the kids? They do or? not. They are absolutely free. All you have to do is come in and ask for them. We'll give them away as supplies last. Okay, cool. And what else is happening? Um, we After our Thanksgiving-related <laughs> stuff, on December 1st, Lineball is going to have Santa. Oh, the the real Santa. Santa will be there. He'll be shaking hands and listening to you know kids' Christmas lists and whatever. And I am under the impression that Mrs. Claus will actually be there making balloon animals. Okay, so this is going to be at Lion Ball downtown Murfreesboro. That's right on okay. December first. All right, December first, Santa's going to be there, and his wife's going to be there making balloon balloon animals. animals. Yeah, I didn't know she did that, but that's what I heard yesterday. You learn something new every day. That's right. Yeah. She has a skill I had no idea about. <laughs> Um, and then our friends of the Lionel Library have a book sale coming up. Um, let's see. The last one is this weekend. It's uh, The last one of this year is on Saturday. It's from 9 to 12. And so that'll be in the P2 level of the parking garage right over behind us here. Okay, so that's um, in the parking garage. Yep. How many books do they usually have there? I mean, are oh you my. talking like a ton? Or? I mean, I people donate hundreds of books every day. So I re- it would be hard for me to say how many they actually have. Um, they have ways of bringing in books from donations and then from personal donations and institutional donations. They are in a constant state of moving books in and out of there. So, yeah, it's a huge selection. It takes them a couple of hours just to get books brought out of the, the bookstore itself to set up so you can see everything. So, yeah, it's, it's a huge selection. Okay, and so I have it on good authority. They just got a big influx of kids' books over the weekend. And so. that is the last one of the year. Last it's going to be, year. again, what date? Uh, it's this Saturday. This so Saturday. So the 20th okay. uh, from 9 a.m. to 12. And the next one after that won't be until February. So, yeah, it's if you want to get a book this year, cheap from the Friends Bookstore, it's now or never. Or this weekend or never, I guess. And then money raised by Friends of the Library, that, that goes into the library system. But how does that work? Um, really what happens is they ask us, we either make requests for things, and usually it's unique things. Um, it's not necessarily part of our book buying budget. It's more like if the library needs a new cart for wheeling books around inside the library or if the bookmobile has a big expense or if we need to replace you know, patio furniture or... Um, you know, things that people use and enjoy in the library that aren't necessarily the library materials, the friends help us do all of that, all of it. And we either can request it of them or often they'll just offer. And for those who don't know, the library, the Lion Ball Library does have a uh, patio. That's correct. Yeah, there's a brick patio on the outside of our kids section that's becoming chillier by the day, but it's still very nice out there. It is cold right now. Yeah, it is. So what else is happening with the library? Um, did you have anything else from Smyrna you wanted to? Well, you mentioned the cooler weather. We also at Smyrna Public Library still have our storybook wall posted. Um, and although the weather's getting a little cooler, it's still nice if you're bundled up to walk around the Greenway Trail and read a book along the way. So is this just the Greenway area in Smyrna or what area has the uh, the book trail? Yes, it's the Greenway that wraps around the Smyrna Public Library. Um, it's part of the J.J. McWilliams Old Rock School Park on 400 Enon Springs Road West in Smyrna. So how, how big of a trail is this and what, what do you have like a story character set up throughout the trail or what are we looking for here? Oh, thank you. It's about three quarters of a mile. I believe uh, the full trail all the way around is a mile, but our storybook walk is only part of that. And we just have signs posted that each contains two pages of a, a children's picture book. Um, and we change those out twice a month, so there's a different book every two weeks, um, and you just walk around and read the book and enjoy yourselves with your family and getting some exercise and literacy. <laughs> so if you have never been to the Smyrna Library, how do you how do you find it? Because I know it's, it's in a neighborhood, basically, which is unlike a lot of the other libraries. It's actually in an area where there's 
kids, a lot of kids, in fact. Yes, um, we are actually pretty easy to find right across from the fire station, number one, uh, town of Smyrna uh, Fire Department. And when you go into the parking lot, you'll see a small pond, a reservoir pond with a fountain. And that's actually where the storybook walk starts. So if you head towards park in the parking lot, heads toward, towards the fountain and the story starts right there and wraps you around the building. And then you can, then you can go in the library and check out some books. It's cool. really pretty out there. They have some beautiful trees in, their, in the middle of their parking lot. And the park around it is really nice. Yeah, it, it is nice. I, I've been out there before. It just, you feel like you're, I don't know, in a, out in the country, but yet you're in a subdivision. It's a good place for a storybook walk because it feels very like like you're in a storybook out there. Like yeah. there's quiet places to read and the babbling water of the pond, and it's really nice. Yes, and the town of Smyrna, the Parks and Recreation Department, just recently updated the playground equipment there, oh. and it kind of has a whimsical look, kind of like a Dr. Seuss-themed That's cool. playground. So it's really nice, too. You, you can't beat a library that has a playground. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> so what else is happening within the library system? Well, So we have our big news, if we're ready for our big news. So our big news is that in December, <clears throat> starting on December 1st of this year, it'll be fine-free December all the way across the Rutherford County Library System, meaning that if you have fines, if you owe us money for overdue materials, and you bring those materials back and they're in good shape, we're going to waive your fines for the whole month. It's our way of thanking the community that supports us. And so we want people to call in. We want people to email in. We want people to come in and talk to us about getting their fines waived. If you've been thinking for a while, well, I can't go back in the library because I have all these fines. This is the time we want to see you because we're going to waive those fines. Um, it's like it, get out of jail free. That's right. right. It's here. get out. Of, yeah, it's get out of jail free December, I guess. But yeah, so fine free December um, at all branches, um, and we'll take people over the phone. Uh, the thing that the only thing that would be an exception would be fees for things that we normally charge fees for. So if you're checking out a hotspot, that's still going to cost you. But in terms of like your late fees from pandemic or from last summer or from three years ago, anything that stopped you from using our system, we want our stuff back. We want you back. We want you to come in the library and take advantage of Fine Free December. Have y'all ever had somebody take a hotspot for like a year or two? Yeah. Uh, Have we've you had really? A, yeah, we've had a couple people take it, take serious advantage of that system. And we've got part, parts of Fine Free December are set up to prevent that from happening again. But um, yeah, it, it's one of those things that does happen. I think there are people who simply forget, but I think more often than not, it is a combination of malfeasance and embarrassment. Like I kept it a little bit long and now I'm embarrassed that I kept it so long and I don't want to come back. So that's part of the fine free December thing is we're not judging you. We want you just to, we want our stuff. We want you to come back. So, so can, can folks anonymously bring stuff back as well? They can, and we would love to get our stuff back. That's not going to help them get their fines waived, obviously. <laughs> I mean, like, if we check it in, we don't know that you brought it. So yeah. it'd be good if you dropped it off and then came to the desk and said, you know, hey, I dropped a bunch of stuff off. Let's talk about it. And how much are those hotspots if somebody does want to rent one, you know, if, if the person brings it back, actually? It's $5 a week, and you get seven days for that. Okay. And with that, the cool thing about it is if... You know, you're going out on a camping trip or something. You could take that hotspot with you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You can get, I mean, you can get service anywhere within the T-Mobile network because that's okay. who our hotspot provider is. It's a pretty cool service, though. It, I don't remember when the library first started renting out those hotspots, but it is very cool. I want to say 2017 or 2018. I can't remember exactly which, but it's been, you know, three, almost four years now, I think. Do a lot of other libraries do that, or are we kind of a standalone? I think a lot of them do it now. When we started doing it, it was not the biggest program. We didn't have a whole lot of other libraries to look at and go, how are you doing this? Yeah. Which has led to a lot of, you know, reevaluation on our part as we make 
situational decisions. Well, we're going to have to change this policy or alter this way of doing things because we need to be able to accommodate what works for the largest number of people and then what people need. Well, with you being in circulation, what kind of changes do you see over the next few years with maybe libraries in general and then here locally? There's a national trend and, I mean, more to the point, a trend in Middle Tennessee towards systems going fine free um, just because it does increase circulation and it does increase the amount of the service population that we are able to serve. Uh, That's one of our objectives going forward is that you know, Rutherford County is expanding at this exponential rate, and we are not keeping up with the number of people that, with the percentage of people that we serve. We would like that percentage to be higher, and that's one of the ways to do it. I, I know there's been a lot of talk about having more satellite branch locations of the library in, yep. in the future. Is that something you think is going to happen fairly soon? I, it's an ongoing conversation. Um, I don't know if you have any more information than I do about that, but I, uh, no. yeah, I've, all I've heard is that they are exploring it. There's a committee who's actually looking into the feasibility of doing that and that's the last information i got again with us this morning garrett and ginger from the rutherford county library system and ginger in smyrna uh, have there been talks about having some satellite library branches there well like garrett said it's kind of in constant communication Uh, we are still looking at a lot of the trends and just um, talking with our board of directors to see what what options are available for us you know, I, I do wonder if one day in the future, if they start having these satellite branches all throughout the county, uh, are we going to see the closure of the bigger places like Lion Ball? I mean, it's it's possible that instead of thinking of them as satellites, that they would just be, you know, equal branches within a system. And instead of having a main branch that we would have all of the branches be of more comparable size. Um, that's not a set part of the plan or anything, but it's a possibility. Is there... And I'm sure there are surveys, research done all throughout the U.S. that shows, you know, this percentage of the population reads regular hard books as opposed to reading books in digital format. But do you know what those numbers are? As far as our our system goes, I don't have solid numbers, but I can tell you that the predilection for a certain kind of material does not seem to have a fixed demographic. Um, there are people who read large print who don't necessarily need it. They just prefer it. There are people who insist on a paper book, a hard book in their hand over a digital book because they feel like they get more of the experience of the book that way. There is some research to support that you make a stronger neurological connection when you hold paper than when you read something digitally. So it could be that that's what they're feeling. Um, But it's not anything that we can nail down to, to an age bracket or anything like that, at least as far as I know. That's interesting, and I've never heard that before where you feel like you have a stronger connection or interaction with the book itself when when it's out of paper. There are people who insist on it. If they can't touch a page and turn it, they don't want to read that. That's wild. (laughs) So what else are we going to see in the future within the Rutherford County Library System? I mean, I think you'll see increased digital checkouts. That's on an upward trend the whole time. Um, And you'll definitely see, you know, our hotspots becoming more and more popular. Um, as far as other trend lines go, I don't know, off the top of my head, I, I, other than wanting us to serve a larger percentage of our service population, I really couldn't, I really couldn't say a lot of it is not, not necessarily predictable. Are there, you know, mega library conventions held each year in the U S where the latest trends are, are released? Uh, somewhat. There's a Tennessee library association conference that is held once a year. And then there's also the public library association conference. They've both been a little, you know, depressed in terms of uh, attendance or done virtually since pandemic, but we'll have to see what the future holds. 
I'm sure it'll be interesting. And, and right here in Rutherford County, we've got a tech center, which I know a lot of communities lack, but it seems like we've been on kind of the cutting edge for libraries and what I, they're doing. I think when the tech center opened, it was one of two in, I was one of three in the nation, maybe, and one of two locally or regionally. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and yeah, it's very well used. I mean, people have the rooms constantly booked over there, the equipment, uh, the Glowforge and the virtual reality setup and um, you know, all the printers and computers and things are in a constant state of being used. They have a recording studio over there as well. So what is the virtual reality setup like? I mean, it's literally just a big space where the, the virtual reality uh, receptors are on the walls. I don't know why I'm pointing because you can't see me if you're listening, <laughs> but uh, are on the walls around you and you put on your VR goggles and you interact with the program. That's wild. What's it like? I mean, have you tried it out? I haven't. Um, you'd have to. Maybe we'll have to get you somebody on next month who's actually done it, so you can ask them about it. It'd be kind of. I know that Bart was way into the idea. Well, last time we talked to him about it. Oh, was so, it? Yeah. <laughs> it would be interesting, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they got these uh, Google expeditions for classrooms all over the country. So, do they do that as well there? You guys have one of those at Smyrna, right? We do have a virtual reality yeah. um, game, and mostly it was just games that children would enjoy playing we haven't started ours back up since the pandemic yet just because of the sharing of the goggles but it's yeah it's cool. a popular item yeah you know years ago i don't think anybody would imagine how far technology has come uh, but there's so much that can be done with it these days absolutely i mean they do virtual museum tours and virtual um like site tours of foreign cities and things like that that's where I think like the most fun application for me would be is like getting to go somewhere that is practically not feasible for me. It's really neat. You know, you have some kids out there who have never been, you know, further than let's say Kentucky, but yet through the internet, through libraries, they're able to go a distance they've never been able to accomplish. They can before. tour the Coliseum in Rome or yeah. the Louvre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be, that'd it, be, it is pretty neat though. And those are programs that already exist. Those are like places where people have done walkthroughs and you can do those places. So yeah. That's pretty neat. Are there a lot of grants available as we kind of close out the pandemic now? That I don't know. I'm a little further away from our grant making and grant writing process. That would have been a Trey question had he been here. Yes. Um, yes, there has been a, a grant that's come through and I believe, uh, I believe the the tech um, put in a request for some additional um, advanced learning uh, educational stations. Cool. So um, those are um, touchscreen learning pre-programmed software program um, on for children to learn all kinds of things, you know, science, math, art, uh, but fun, you know, in a fun way. I guess the only downside to technology is, you know, things have to be replaced more often than books with technology. Books seem to last a lot longer than everything else. I mean, it depends on the tech. You've got monitors and keyboards that hold up forever. But, yeah, some of the tablets and things do have to be replaced on a pretty regular basis. And we've had an issue with our hotspots this year where apparently we're having um, batteries that swell. And oh. so, yeah, those have to those are just a write off. You have to just replace that when that happens. Yeah. The swelling batteries are never any fun. Nope. I, I, yeah. You don't want exploding batteries. <laughs> anyway, the Rutherford County Library System uh, changing daily, it seems like, with everything going on. And then you got the whole uh, the, the free gig, get out of jail pass. So tell us again about that. Yep. The fine free December is the whole month of December. Um, <clears throat> excuse me again. It starts on the 1st. Um, any item that is in good repair that you bring back to us that's overdue, <clears throat> any overdue uh, finds that you have that are outstanding you can come in you can email us you can call us just talk to us and we'll waive your fines that's the whole point of the month is to bring you back in and bring our stuff back to the library 
And so when you get there, you just say, hey, I'm you know, John Doe, and this is the book that I've had for the last two years. That's right. And we're not going to judge you. Where There's going to be no laughter until you, <laughs> until you leave behind closed doors. Um, but no, <clears throat> if you come back in, yeah, I mean, right now we still have where you are returning, th- at least at Lineball, we have where you're returning things through the slot and we're not handling items yet. But you push it through the slot, tell us that you just dropped it off. We'll verify that and then we'll waive your fines. We're not going to be asking a whole lot of questions. Give us an idea of how expensive are fines and what are some of the larger fines you've seen oh my um do you want to talk about this because i'm sure we both have experience here (laughs) well sure i mean typically it's a 10 cents per day overdue fine uh when you don't return your book on the due date um and so that accrues up to five dollars seven seven dollars sorry about that um so you know you could potentially have one book overdue and accrue a seven dollar overdue fine um, if you still don't want to return the book after a certain period of time, then that book actually would appear to be lost, you know, to uh, us. Yeah. So at that point, then um, an account would be charged the cost of the book. So, you know, potentially if you if you feel like, you know, oh, I'm embarrassed or, oh, I completely right. forgot about this book. Um, and then you think, oh, well, that's way overdue. Or you get a letter from us saying we want our book back. Right. <laughs> You know, that's that's the point. We really want our book back, and um, not just for us, but so other people in the community can also enjoy it. You know, we'll get it back in circulation for others. Um, so you're being a part of a good community citizen if you were bringing your things back. And that loss charge actually brings up an excellent point for people who want to take advantage of Fine Free December. They might think that they owe us a lot more money than they actually owe us. If they've gotten a letter from us that says, you know, hey, we want our 20 bucks for that book you have. Well, if they bring it back, that 20 turns into a seven and that seven gets waived. So that's That's zero. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be that's not going to be something that they're going to end up having to spend money on. And that's for a lot of people, you know, any amount over like a five or a seven is prohibitively expensive. They just won't come back. So this is that time to go ahead and take advantage of this. You ever had anybody show up like 20 years later after they checked the book out? The oldest one that I've seen on my shift was 15 years. That's and a it, long time. And that person, like you mentioned earlier in the program, they anonymously turned that in. I don't think they wanted to talk to us at all. Um, but yeah, it popped up as like no longer in the system and we had to kind of do some backtracing to figure out how long it had even been out of our system. Because that's typically what would happen is they kept it for three months we ended up deleting it from the system but it still has our markers and stuff on it we can tell it used to be ours that's funny yeah, yeah. man I, I and i'm sure there's some people out there listening who have had books from the Lineball library like from 30 years ago they sure. just don't even realize it. i would encourage if they have questions right now they should call in and i'll answer them I mean, if they have questions about stuff they can or cannot return, let's talk about it. Yeah. We'll make a news story out of it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we won't follow you to the jail. <laughs> well, you won't go to jail because the, the fine. Get out of jail free card. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Anyway, again, uh, Rutherford County Library System, they're doing this all throughout the whole system, right? The fine yep. free. Okay. All branches the whole month of December. Sounds good. Again, Garrett and Ginger with us this morning from the Rutherford County Library System. Is there anything else you can think of that we may have missed? I didn't have anything else on my list, Ginger. I had one more thing. Um, I know Santa is visiting Lion Ball early in December. And in December, on December 11th, actually, Saturday, December 11th, at the Smyrna Public Library, we will have Elsa the Princess visiting. Um, Ooh, and from so, Frozen. Yes. Elsa from Frozen will be at the Smyrna Public Library for our Winter Wonderland event from 9 to 4 on Saturday, December 11th. Um, So she'll be there to meet children, to share a story time with them, lead songs, and play games with the children. 
Um, she'll be there from 10 to 11:45, so don't miss that. Um, we'll also have the teen advisory board will be there. That's the teens from the community. Um, they will be having a bake sale, selling some baked goods so that they can raise funds for the events they want to um, participate in. So, so what does the teen advisory board do? The Teen Advisory Board meets once a month um, on the second Saturday at 2 o'clock, and they plan events for themselves. So whatever the teens want to do, they plan it out, and then they uh, raise funds if they need them so that they can purchase supplies and organize the events for themselves to enjoy. Recently, they had um, a Halloween escape room. That's what they had in October, and that was really a great event. Cool. Okay. Is there one in Murfreesboro as well, or is that just a Smyrna thing? We do have one, but I don't know that much about it. I'll have to get you some youth services people to come tell you about it. So a lot happening within the libraries, it sounds like. And uh, again, fine free all December. Yep. Uh, Santa Claus will be at the Lineball Library right. in December as well. So a lot happening. And then Elsa at Smyrna. Elsa at Smyrna. Right. And if anybody wants to learn more about the library, what's the best thing to do? Um I would say the website has gonna, is going to be the biggest wealth of information. So that's rclstn.org. And honestly, it's got calendars and lists of events and all of our contact information. So if you wanted to talk to somebody at Smyrna with more detail about what they're doing, you can call them. They're listed there. Uh, I'm on there. Um, you know, my information is going to become very popular throughout the month of December because I'm the primary contact for Fine Free December. So if they want to talk about that, they can get in touch with me. You'll have your work cut out for you then. I hope so. Yeah, I really hope it's going to be a big month. Again, with us this morning, Garrett and Ginger from the Rutherford County Library System. Thank you for joining us today. And Thank you. Uh, understand You're we welcome. have more information coming up in just a second. And so we'll get to that next, also about the libraries. Time right now, 844. Stay with us. You're tuned to WGNS. Attorney Joe Cordell. New school, new job, new home. Change is hard and can leave you feeling isolated. And divorce delivers one of life's hardest blows. The relationships you counted on are suddenly gone. But you don't have to walk through this alone. For more than 30 years, Cordell & Cordell has guided men through the challenges of divorce. You're not alone. Call Cordell & Cordell. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Nashville area attorneys. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Liberty Mutual. Hi, this is Dan at Music World in Drummer's Den. We have new things going on here for Christmas. We have gift cards available for any amount from a dollar up to whatever you want to spend on it. We have Christmas specials going on. Our prices are competitive. Sometimes we're even below the online prices. We have layaway plans available, and this is real popular at Christmas. Music World in Drummer's Den. 2762 South Church, right across the street from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. Do you know somebody who has moved far away and is missing eating at Demas's? Well, Demas's Family Restaurants now offers many of our sauces and some of our food, such as pot roast and soup, to be shipped all across the nation. It's very simple. You just go to demasfamilykitchen.com and you can send an order to anybody as a gift all across this nation. You can send an order to anybody. Go to DemasFamilyKitchen.com. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us, and that's our freedom and the right to live in this country, and we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. 
Murfreesboro is home to some amazing people. So tune in this Sunday to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show with Bill Wilson and Michael Lynn White as they talk to some of these amazing people every Sunday from 9 until 10 p.m. and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a day. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran. 452nd Palm Group, right before Thanksgiving. I flew my first mission. Well, it was noisy and bumpy, and uh, I was scared to death. Everybody's scared. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. When we got back, the ground crew, which looked after just our B-17 plane, one of the maintenance men came in. The radio man sits in a little space with a desk and all the radio equipment in the middle of the plane. And you have a window on your left. And he came in and looked around. He said, well, that hole wasn't there when you took off. We would have fixed that. I didn't remember it, but we had been hit by a fighter. But I didn't know it. There's so much noise and so much activity, you know, that didn't hear it. From that time on, I was a little wiser. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. The name of the plane was Lamb's Wolves. Our pilot, until our last mission, our pilot was a fellow named Lamb, and so we named the plane Lamb's Wolves. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know, and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Old friends, new name, better together, as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hello and happy Thanksgiving from the Rutherford County Library System. This is Amanda bringing you library news and events from our five branches around the county and what's going on at your library system. Remember, during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and resurgence of its variants, most facilities are now operating at fully open schedules, but masks are highly recommended for the unvaccinated and social distancing guidelines are strongly encouraged. Please check our calendar at rclstn.org and social media for a full list of virtual and in-person programming and events. Curbside service is available Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Sunday 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. The Tennessee Association of School Librarians, Tennessee Library Association, and Friends of the Tennessee Libraries have jointly expressed their strong beliefs in the freedom to read and have unfettered access to information as protected by our First Amendment rights. In a joint statement, 
The three organizations oppose censorship within school libraries on the grounds that it is unconstitutional and contrary to the professional ethics of librarianship, and challenge the removal processes that are already in place at the local school district level. The TLA points out that school districts already have reconsideration policies for textbooks and materials, and concerns about library materials should first be discussed with the school librarian. Many concerns can be addressed and resolved informally. If no resolution is reached, one may consult the school's reconsideration policy and submit a formal request for reconsideration. If there is still concern after those steps are taken, the district school board's procedures for requesting materials reconsideration should be followed. The statement goes on to say, "Every book is not for every reader." But every child should have access to books they may want to read. School librarians strive to know learners and assist them in finding books that fit their needs and interests. Ready access to a wide variety of reading materials increases the chances that learners will become readers and choose to read. The TLA feels that a parent or guardian has the right to determine what's best for their child and only their child. Therefore, the reconsideration processes already in place should be strictly followed. The executive boards of the Tennessee Library Association, Tennessee Association of School Librarians, Tennessee Library Ecosystem Coalition, and Friends of Tennessee Libraries have voted to support this position statement. Now let's hear from Limeball Youth Services. Hello. This is Katie Turner, the Youth Services Coordinator at Limeball. This is Emily Garrett, Youth Services Assistant at Limeball. The weather is getting colder, and our fall programming season is coming to an end. In-person story times continue through November 24th on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 10 a.m. Santa and Mrs. Claus are coming to town December 1st. From 10 a.m. to noon, we'll have a special story time with Mrs. Claus, and then you can have your picture taken with Santa. Reservations are not required for the special story time event. Our tween and teen cooking kits will be available beginning Thursday, November 18th. November's theme is s'more fun. Be sure to grab your kits while supplies last, and then cook along at home with Miss Kinsey on our Facebook page. We've started a tween and teen book club here at Limebaugh. This is a great place to meet your peers and share your favorite books. You can join at any time. The teen book club will be discussing Panic by Lauren Oliver on Saturday, November twenty seventh, from ten to eleven a.m. in Limebaugh's club room. Place your copy on hold today, or get your digital copy from the Libby or Hoopla apps. This will be the last meeting of the book club until twenty twenty two. We have a ton of fun events coming up. Join us after school on November twenty second for a Monday make and take craft. This month's theme is collage cards. Also, be sure to come by on Saturday, December thirteenth at ten a.m. for a special show by Linebaugh's Youth Magic Club. We can't wait to show you what we're working on for next year's programs. For more information about any of Linebaugh Library's programs, please call six one five eight nine three four one three one extension one one four. Or visit us online at rclstn.org. We hope to see you soon at Limeball. Now let's hear from the MGL Library at Patterson Park. This is Mindy Barrett, Branch Supervisor at MGL Library inside Patterson Park Community Center. I'm excited to share info about a new adult program we are offering called Books and Brushstrokes. Each time Books and Brushstrokes meet. There will be a different seasonal, simple step-by-step -step acrylic painting class. Registration is required, and there is a three-dollar supply fee that is cash only. The next books and brushstrokes class 
is December 2nd from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. and is an adorable painting of a Santa Claus, which you can see an example of on our website. Registration for this class opens on November 18th. If you have questions or want to learn more about books and brushstrokes, give us a call. Also coming up, we will be having a Merry Grinchmas program on December 9th at 3.30. We will have a story time, crafts, games, and lots of festive fun. Finally, if you need more holiday spirit, you can join the Who's Got Popcorn Film Club and watch the December movie selection, A Christmas Story. Film Club meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 o'clock. This is a virtual program. I hope to see you in the coming weeks at MGL Library. And remember, MGL Library is located inside Patterson Park Community Center, but center membership is not required to visit the library. Stop by and say hello. Hi, this is Garrett Crowell with the Rutherford County Library System, and I'd like to let you know about Find Free December. Did I get your attention with that? Let me say it again in case you missed it. Fine, free, December. That's right. For a vanishingly limited amount of time, all branches of your Rutherford County Library System are going to go fine free. For the month of December 2021, you can return any overdue materials that you have to the library. In fact, we're looking forward to getting our stuff back, and then we're going to waive your fines. This is our thank you to the communities that support us, and as a plus, if you'll come in call or email us, we'll waive any outstanding fines you have on active accounts. So drop in, talk to us, dial us up, send us an email. Let us know that you'd like to celebrate during the month of December with us, the Rutherford County Library System, by having your fines waived and going into 2022 with a fresh start. We hope to hear from you. You can email me directly at gcrowell at rclstn.org or just go to our website, rclstn.org, and look up Garrett Crowell, send me an email, or call your local branch. Hello there, this is Kathleen Tyree, Branch Manager of the Technology Engagement Center, located at 306 Minerva Drive in Murfreesboro, right next door to Hobgood Elementary School. Our science quest kits are continuing at the tech. Now we're investigating galaxies and deep space. There's a new kit every other week while supplies last with a STEM project, fun worksheets, and a list of book titles for continued learning through the library. Stop by the tech and pick up one at the front desk today. Our family game night was a success. If an afternoon or evening away from home to play board games, strategy games, video games is of interest to you, let us know. We would love to make this a regular event, but would like input from our patrons. Technology coach sessions are on Mondays at 1 o'clock. Our volunteer offers one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions on a first-come, first-served basis. Please bring your device and your login password information. If you would like more information, please call the tech at 615-225-8312. Is your scout troop looking for something a little different to do? Why not come visit us at the Technology Engagement Center? We'll give you a tour, help with cybersecurity, coding, robotics programs, and introduce you to our makerspace. There's fun to be had at the library. If you'd like to know more, please email info-tech at rclstn.org.
The Rutherford County Library System comprises six branches and a bookmobile throughout Rutherford County, including Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Eagleville, Patterson Park, and the Technology Engagement Center, as well as the newly opened Historical Research Center. For a list of all the events you heard here today and for more information, please call 615-893-4131 or visit rclstn.org.